All right, Shell. So this question is a little bit different. We have Jesus, right? So why aren't we happy all the time? Oh, gosh. Um, because life is hard. Uh, because of sin. Um, I also think that it's probably because we choose not to see how he's working in the middle of our lives and we get so wrapped up in our selfishness. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think life does happen. And if mm-hmm. you look at Jesus, was he happy all the time? Mm. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he wept, he expressed, you know, anger, mm-hmm. flipping over tables in the temple and things. So I think that he had all the emotions that we have and that it's okay to not be happy at times. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Well, as you can tell, we have already brought up the topic of happiness, but today we want to dive into the difference between um, toxic positivity and what actually is true joy. So join us today for this episode of the Gritty Girls, where we get down to the nitty gritty of life, marriage, faith, family, and today, joy. Okay, so I think where we should start is with an actual definition, right? Because I feel like toxic positivity is kind of buzzwords in psychology today, pop psychology. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, there's lots of debates on, is it real? Is it fake? Is it all that? And I, and I think it's really good to have an open definition, understand that toxic positivity actually in, encourages us to deny any bad emotions and... Um, not allow anything authentic. So it's about avoidance and invalidation of what we're actually thinking and feeling Mm. um, when it comes to um, our life. So a situation of that would be uh, there's a death of someone, right, in our family, mm-hmm. and and we're supposed to just be like, it's all good, it all works out, it's okay, right? Is that, I mean, are oh. we in a similar space in that? Yeah, because to me, that toxic positivity just basically rejects all of those difficult emotions, mm-hmm. and it <laughs> favors, like, cheerful and just, like, false having this falsely positive facade that you have going on like everything's good everything's happy um and then just (laughs) hearing about you know a lot of people say oh good vibes good vibes only Mm -hmm. and stuff like that I feel like that's another kind of trendy buzz buzz phrase that Mm -hmm. we're hearing and that goes right along with the toxic positivity because it's like don't take the time to process through emotions just ignore them and move on. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, I would think it's, you know, it's counterproductive or harmful for you to have any negative emotion at all. And I I think actually stuffing, you know, that's what I would call stuffing can lead to even greater issues. So then how do we go from not being toxic, toxically positive? Did I just make up words? I'm not really sure. But um, how do we move from a toxic positivity to actually joy that is, you know, something that we're promised in scripture, something that we can have as the Christ follower? How, how would you start that conversation with somebody? How do we switch from one to another? Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, joy is regardless of our circumstances because our joy rests on a who not on a what. Okay. Um, that our joy comes from our relationship with Jesus. 
Absolutely. So it's interesting. I didn't realize until we were kind of um, prepping for this podcast that using the phrase, the joy of the Lord is actually mentioned over a hundred times in scripture. And wow. so, I know, right? So I think that there's something to be said for that. And when you go um, back, even in the original Hebrew, uh, in Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10, um, Nehemiah is talking, they're rebuilding the walls after devastation. And they're talking about uh, Shiva, which is a Hebrew word that means joy or gladness. And the root word for joy in this context means to rejoice or make glad, which would be a normal conversation for us. But actually, um, strength in this same verse is a Hebrew word meaning um, a place of safety, protection, refuge, or stronghold. Mm. And I think what's really fun is that when you hear the joy of the Lord is my strength, in the context of those two words, what they're saying is joy that comes from God giving me gladness is actually a place of safety, protection, refuge, and stronghold. And when I read those two things and put that together, I was like, wow, you know, his constant relationship with us um, gives us the inner strength and um, it can't be undone. And Mm -hmm. I think that that for me begins to shift what the joy of the Lord versus toxic positivity actually mean. Mm -hmm. And just as you were reading what um, the word for strength was and what it describes, like it just was peaceful to me Mm -hmm. when you were reading that, just like big sigh rest Mm -hmm. because you're in the Lord and his strength, not in your own strength. And I tell you, I, I love digging deeper into the Bible and looking at the words and the root words. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I came across is in the New Testament, in Greek, the, the main word that is used for joy is chara. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was amazing to me is that chara comes from the same root word as charis, which is grace. Mm. And that was absolutely mind blowing to me because I'm like, so the root word is grace. And then that the grace, then you can have joy built on that. So it all goes back to, again, it's all about him and our relationship, you know, with him and having that joy. Uh, Just awesome. I think that's totally awesome. It's interesting because a lot of people um, will sometimes mix up toxic positivity and joy, right? And um, people outside of a relationship with Jesus will often quote the verse, well, you know, Scripture says in James chapter 1, consider it pure joy, my friends, when you face trials of many kinds, right? It's That's not exactly the context of it's not like I'm like, yes, I'm facing trials. But Bring it's, on the suffering. Correct. But it's recognizing that we know that um, life's trials um, are part of God's purpose for us. And so we can rejoice that whatever is happening to us in the middle of that trial is actually going to bring about what the rest of that verse says, which is perseverance. And so it can mm-hmm. finish its works that you're lacking in nothing. And I think sometimes we, you know, are, I mean, we talk about grit a lot around here, right? Grit is that resilience and that that ability to keep moving forward. Well, if you never face an obstacle in your life, if you never have a hardship, if nothing's ever a struggle for you, you don't develop grit. And I, and I think when you put those two things together to understand when I am facing something, what I get to do is have the choice that God is bringing something into my life to make me stronger, more resilient, to be more like him for whatever it is that he has mm-hmm. planned for me in my future. Mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, 
our focus should be on joy and obviously loving others. And so how how would you describe um, interactions with other believers where you're kind of telling them things that are more toxically positive rather than encouraging them for joy? Mm. You know, God works all things together. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think that it's true. And I think we even talked about this a few episodes ago on grief. Just because it's true doesn't mean that that's the point in time in which you need to say it. Right. And I think there's something to be said for sitting with someone in their sadness or their grief mm-hmm. or their hardship and acknowledging this is really hard. This mm-hmm. is this is not an easy thing for you to be shouldering right now. However, remember, you're not facing it alone. You know, for me, um, a verse you were talking earlier about verses that bring peace. Like I, um, I dive in deep when, when I'm in a hard spot of you, O Lord, are a shield about me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. You know, um, the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous Mm -hmm. can run into it and they are safe. And I, I think the concept of knowing that you're not alone Mm-hmm. is a principle that we need to share with people in that moment that, it, yes, this is hard, but you are not forgotten. You are not mm-hmm. abandoned by God. In that um, is a much stronger way of helping to build joy in the relationship and the worship of of who God is in spite of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom used to say, God is more interested in your reaction to your circumstances than your circumstances themselves. And the older I get, the more I understand God is looking for me to look to him. Mm-hmm. And when I look to him, I find the strength and the joy that I need to say, this doesn't make any sense to me, or this is really hard, but I trust you mm-hmm. and your plan for my life. Yep. Amen. I've had just um, some experiences where people don't feel comfortable enough to like express those negative emotions and they mm-hmm. see somebody who is dealing with things and they're not being, you know, they're not being open and talking about them. Then a lot of times those people can feel shame and blame like why why am I feeling these things when obviously that person is not Mm -hmm. you know so that can kind of hinder relationships Mm -hmm. you know in the Christian walk and just even the perception of what it means to walk with Christ because once again we are humans we all have emotions and um it can be you know really hard in a relationship if you're um the people develop blame mm-hmm. or, you know, I feel shameful. I shouldn't have these emotions, but yet just sitting with them and saying, Hey, you know, your feelings are valid and I'm listening. Right. I'm here. So not shutting down people mm-hmm. when they're coming to you and expressing these negative emotions and feelings sure. for life, for life circumstances that they're going through. And I think perspective is a big thing in that. Right. And so when you're in the middle of it, um, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And I think when you are in a situation that is hard or difficult or sad and you begin to say, but what are the blessings that I have in the middle of all of this? That begins to build a joyful heart inside of you. And you begin to see, despite this, I'm blessed in so many ways. Um, and I think we can 
sometimes get overly cautious that that is toxic positivity, but I would say that that's actually leading your heart and mind to acknowledge the good in the middle of the bad. You know, um, we're, you're, you don't have to be focused on how difficult something is. You mm-hmm. can shift your mind. You can take every thought captive in obedience to Christ and begin to say, but... I have a savior, but Mm -hmm. I have a warm house to sit in today, Mm -hmm. but I had the money to pay for the unexpected bill, but I had food on my table. It might not have been the things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I had my family's health this Christmas. I may not be able to put gifts under the tree, Mm -hmm. but I can, you know, live. And it's in that moment, I think that actually grit comes into your life and the, the resilience of, of building your character to be more like God's character is, is happening on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. And I had a quote, um, that I wanted to share and, uh, it's a little, it's a couple sentences, but it says joy shifts our hearts to a position of worship, regardless of our current circumstances. It doesn't change, fade, or expound based on anything we do or go through. He is a constant safety and peace in our lives a safe harbor in a tumultuous world through the, through the filter of his joy and by the power of his strength, we are able to witness surrounding beauty of life in the deep complex layers all in his time. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. And I, and I love the, the thing that stood out to me when I first heard that is first that it shifts our hearts towards worship, regardless of what's going on around us. But secondly, that it's his joy and his power that mm-hmm. that see us through. And I think that um, scripture kind of points to a few tips maybe about joy uh, that I would love to kind of go through if you're cool with that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Love to hear them. So um, one is that sin is often the thing that destroys our joy. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's the shame. There's mm-hmm. the <laughs> what we Correct. mentioned. And it also separates us from our Or we're not ready to deal with the fact that what we're doing is contrary to the word of God. And so we isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between solitude and isolation. Oh, yes. And um, solitude is helpful. Solitude, I mean, even Jesus practiced solitude. But isolation, when you mm-hmm. begin to remove yourself from your friendships and all of that, that can actually lead to a lack of joy in your life because you don't have the infusion of other relationships and we were created Mm -hmm. for relationships. So that would be number one, that sin destroys our joy. Two, true joy is actually not dependent on our circumstances. And we've talked about that a lot, that it is, um, it's dependent on our perspective, on Mm -hmm. our circumstances. And then um, the third is that we are to rejoice because of who God is. Amen. Amen, right? And so if our chief pursuit, John Piper actually said something like this, the chief pursuit of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him fully. And so if we are choosing to enjoy God, Mm-hmm. we will have joy in our life. And I don't know about you, but there's been times when I have found myself down or frustrated or discouraged. And when I pick up the word of God and mm-hmm. I allow myself to be immersed in that, um, the more I start to find joy again, simply in who God is and what he's done for me. Oh yes. And I just, I, when I have hit those really tough times besides diving in the word, like I'll just put on some worship music mm-hmm. and it totally shifts my mind onto him instead of 
me just dwelling and just going down, down, down in what the circumstances are or my feelings. But yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. So God wants us to be joyful. So if you want to pursue joy, then you need to pursue God. And I think that's what you're saying right there, right? The closer we get to him, the more joyful we will get. Mm -hmm. And, um, he doesn't want us to go through life depressed, discouraged, or discontent, but he wants us to have full, complete joy in him. And, And I think we sometimes look for joy in our belongings or Mm -hmm. in people or in our circumstances when instead the real source of rooted joy comes from being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Sure does. Yeah. Um, One other thing, and I'm sure you're a nurse, so I'm sure you know this, is that um, people who um, have a joy are mm-hmm. often healthier, right? Like, oh yeah, they uh, joy provides strength. Um, it can actually reduce pain um, in people, and um, it can also help them forget limitations. And I have been amazed to be around people who were suffering term. And um, it's really encouraging to me. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that in as a nurse? Oh, definitely, definitely. Just their their mindset has shifted from what's happening to the eternal, Mm. you know, what's coming. And again, it's perspective, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the joy of the Lord is a strength. What is something that you do besides worship music, right? Mm -hmm. We already said that. uh, When you find yourself unjoyful. I take control of my thoughts on what's causing me not to be joyful and try to transform them into you know, more joyful, mm-hmm. um, thoughts and feelings and things like that. And not that I'm discounting, you know, what's going on. Right. It's just that I'm not choosing to stay there. Mm-hmm. And, um, just cause I feel like when you do that, you can become bitter mm-hmm. and that prevents you from being joyful. It's really interesting that you say that. So I remember, um, my dad, um, all when we were growing up used to say things like we worship when we're when we're joyful and we worship when we're sad and i remember leading worship at my dad's funeral and just that moment of understanding like god did not shift because i lost my dad mm-hmm. and there was so much joy in our family to be able to sit on the truth of who god was and is and will be for us in the days and weeks moving forward mm-hmm. even though uh, even though we are grieving and we had a lot of people ask us, how are you, how did you do that? How I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because for my life, my dad had taught me that principle that God is always worthy of my worship, mm-hmm. no matter what's happening around my life outside. Absolutely. So today, um, before we go, we're going to just pop through our questions that we always have. What stood out to you today and what you just heard? Um, what are you supposed to do with that information? Maybe you need to look at your own life and figure out how to find some more joy. Maybe you need to, uh, look at the source of your joy and see if it's grounded and rooted in scripture. And then the third question, who is someone that you need to share this with? We hope you guys have a fantastic day and we'll see you again on the podcast.